0: All right, guys. What's going on? Um, it's it's Mike from Four Guys in a Comic, and today we've got another well, super exciting, you know, episode of our of our podcast. Um, especially because the interviews, you know, Donnie goddamn, Kate's, um, which is it's kind of a spoiler, but it's in the title of the podcast too. So what the hell? Um, but yeah, I got my got my main men here with me: Alex, Matt, Michael. What's going on, guys?
1: Howdy. What's Good weekend. In-
0: But yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting week. Defenders came out um, last week on Netflix. You know, we've all been tearing through that one.
2: (laughs) Stop! I did. I've seen it all. Oh jeez.
3: I haven't had a chance yet.
0: Listen, there's so many comics to read as well between like Metal and you know everything Donny Cates puts out and um, whatever Marvel's doing. I'm sure people are reading that too
2: i did it all this week sir
0: god damn well i'm you know what there are we're clearly lesser men than you so i'm i'm very clearly i'm very i don't mind admitting that
3: i'll bow down to uh god emperor uh matthew over here yeah 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 or what was your pirate name that i gave you i forgot it's matthew mctapp
2: no oh is that what it was it was Matthew McTap. I don't like that. Yeah, who's Yar. who's na- who's now who's now
0: growing out his hair to headbang at concerts. Um,
3: what? Yep, he has an eye patch now too. Oh jeez. Yeah. Not really an eye patch, Maybe but I do. you don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll just call you Nick Fury.
2: You don't know me? Yeah, I might. Um... Well, okay, so just real quick then let's touch on the Defenders spoiler-free review um i'd touch it's one really of the defenders good. it's really good so as most <laughs> people know uh daredevil iron fist uh jessica jones Luke Cage, all those ran for like 12 to 13 episodes um each season well the defenders is only eight episodes so it's five episodes less than the other seasons um and for good reason because honestly with the exception of a couple Luke Cage and iron fist especially started out well a lot of people hated Iron Fist from the get go. I thought it was all right until towards the end it kind of slowed down. But Luke Cage started off really great and then kind of slowed down a little bit in the last few. Like I honestly felt like it could have ended a lot sooner than it did. Right. And I think they kind of realized that and they were like, "Let's just make it eight episodes." And it's like the perfect length. Some people said it was a little too short, but honestly, I felt it was the it was the perfect length. Uh, really well done for those people that were annoyed by Finn Jones's Iron Fist. Uh, I think you guys will be overall pleasantly surprised with the defenders this season. It wasn't nearly as annoying um, as Iron Fist was. Uh, He kind of, I think he took him and the creators and things, I think they kind of took heed to what people said about Iron Fist and kind of made some adjustments to make it better. Um, But you got Sigourney Weaver as the big bad, uh, which is shocking. Um, you know, you got Electra, you got, you know, your Defenders, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil. Um, you have the Knight So wait, 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 wait. You have Misty Knight. Who is the villain? The Big Bad? Well, there's... Yeah. uh, I don't... The Big Bad's the hand. Like, there's no... Okay. Everybody knows that going into it. It's the hand. Okay. Um, but Sigourney Weaver is like the, the lead Big Bad. I don't know how to explain it. Um... He's a thumb. Yeah. She's a yeah, thumb. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver's the thumb of the hand. Um, yeah. well, five fingers make a hand. So mm-hmm. needless to say, there are five fingers in this, in the series. Um, but yeah, she's, uh, she actually did a pretty good job on it. I was, I was impressed. Um, and I think people that were annoyed by Electra and daredevil season two, cause let's face it. I think a lot of people were annoyed by Electra in that season. Yep. Um, I think you guys will appreciate her a hell of a lot more in Defenders. I don't think you guys will find the the annoyance that you did in Daredevil season 2.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So who um, who, st- who stood out the most I guess in the in the series for you?
2: Like out of the four?
0: Yeah, out of the four.
2: probably it's got to be Daredevil but mm. that's just because I love Daredevil and Daredevil season 1 and 2 are some of the best Netflix shows out there period Yeah, um, and I'm super excited for Daredevil season 3 because there's been talks of the Kingpin coming back and they did Ooh, such yeah. an amazing job in season 1 with the Kingpin that I've been waiting two years now to see Vincent D'Onofrio reprise his return as Wilson Fisk um, however there's a, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything but just watch it all watch all of the, watch all of the defenders and for those of you that are Daredevil fans you guys I think will be pretty happy with what you see
0: now I'm pretty excited about Punisher got the oh my new trailer God, yes oh man oh it's gonna be a good one
2: I think Punisher could based off the trailer alone I think Punisher will outdo Daredevil Mm. i'm hoping so i don't know i feel like for some uh, reason i like daredevil as a character more than punisher but i'm mm. getting more hyped for the punisher show yeah. than i was about daredevil i think 100%. john bernthal as cast as uh the punisher is probably some of the best casting they could have done um i was actually talking to my nephew about this the other day the issue that i have with it though is that Every other show or movie that I've seen John Bernthal in, such as... There's only been a couple, so I can't say a lot. But, like, Walking Dead as Shane, he's an asshole. I hated him as a character. Um, He played that cop in Sicario. I hated him. He was an asshole. (laughs) Like, and granted... That's what makes him such a good Punisher. Well, and granted, Punisher's not... I mean, he is an asshole. But the thing about the Punisher is, is you want to, he, you still like him even though he is an well, Whereas his other characters, I absolutely couldn't stand. Like I was happy when he was off the show or the movie. Cause I, I could not stand those characters. Um, so that's, and that says something to his acting. That's great. Yeah. Um, but it does kind of suck. Cause every time I see him as Punisher, I just keep thinking of like Shane and the walking dead and whatnot. Uh, so my nephew said that I really needed to watch a movie that I can't believe I've never seen before. Um, it has the rock in it. it, came out in like 2013, called Snitch. Mm, and yeah. uh, John Bernthal is in that, and apparently, like, is not that type of character, he's like a, an ex con slash, but he's like a good guy. And uh, apparently, he just incredible performance, and he'll completely get like, kind of change your mind. And so, I was like, all right, so I need to watch that before Punisher.
0: Mm.
2: But well,
1: speaking of Punisher, you know, with all the hype, you know, last year. I remember, you could pick up an, a, a Spider-Man uh, 129, the first uh, appearance of uh, the Punisher, around three to four hundred dollars for an 8.0. Lately, it has jumped up to a
2: thousand bucks now. I'm surprised Just because... it wasn't at a thousand a year ago. To no. be honest with you, yeah. You know,
1: I, I mean, I, I've even seen it on the shelf for four hundred. And I was just like, now a thousand. it's like, holy crap! These TV shows really spike up the price of these first appearances.
2: Yeah, but how long does that last, though? That's the until thing. The, show's exactly. the show's over. Exactly, and then it drops back down, and nobody gives a shit again. So well, it's, it's like
1: Walking Dead. As soon as that TV show's over, those comic prices are gonna drop.
2: Yeah, true, I, I mean, it's good if you're if you're just trying to make a quick buck and flip. Like, yeah, speaking
0: of making a quick buck the totally awesome Hulk number 22 was like selling like hotcakes. Yeah, and what the dude, hell? If, Why? if you people have that and you think you're going to keep it for 10 years and make some kind of big bucks, don't yeah, sell no. it now as soon as possible. Yeah, sell man. It in the next
2: two months, this
0: isn't a nineties first appearance. Like the aside from, I guess Deadpool at the time and cable, like it, this isn't going to go anywhere. It's not, yeah. it, this isn't going to be a character you see 20 years from now and be like, Oh, it's a, mm-hmm. it's the weapon H. No, it's not going to happen. So sell it as soon as possible. I assume yeah. I, I assume that's what people are doing. Like, yeah, there's going
1: on there. Um, I've seen it go anywhere from uh, fifteen up to thirty dollars. A few stupid individuals at sixty. <laughs> um, but well, I don't know. if That's the buyer, or the seller. Oh, calling
0: them out. <laughs> We're gonna I am going to get some hate mail this week. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it, it just breaks my heart to see this sort of. It's it's what ruined the industry in the nineties, yeah. man like it scalping it's good for quick flip,
1: but don't hold on to that for long term value I'm telling you I got two true. But true. But copies though,
0: just in case
2: I just wish kind of like what Nova was saying that's what ruined you know kind of the, the comics in the 90s is you have people yeah. that don't give a shit about the comics they're buying them up only mm-hmm. to turn around and sell them and make a quick buck like I hate that. I'm not yeah. for that. I think it's, yes, yeah, it, like, it, I would much rather somebody read and enjoy the book yeah. than try to go to a comic book store, buy 10 issues of something just to turn on and make a quick buck. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, it, well, in, it inflates sales. and yeah,
1: At least majority of comic book store owners limit one copy, maybe sometimes two, but most, for the most part, it's one copy.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm curious. I didn't go to any shops this week, but I know when Rebirth was launching number ones, this one shop, I'm pretty sure I told this story, was holding number ones just to sell them for like five times the cost a week or two yeah. after and like that. Uh you guys are I killing to, you're destroying the industry, man. That's all you're doing. That's all you're I've doing. I went
1: to five different shops this week and everywhere I went it was all about hope. 22. That's all anybody ever talked
0: about. Now the actual story itself, I know Alex you read the issue. Yep. Is any like is there any merit to actually caring about the story or
3: No. I will I mean it's introducing something that's going to be a problem later on. Uh, they didn't just kill the character like I thought they were going to do, you know. I I thought that it was going to be, okay, here he is. Okay, we figured out a way to stop him. He's not going to do... But no, if you read the actual issue and everything, you realize by the end of it that this is going to be an ongoing character. For how long ongoing that's going to be, who knows? But at least the story is going to continue throughout the uh, Weapon X story because it says to be continued to figure out what happened to uh, Hulk Varine They actually use the word Hulk Vereen in the comic um, and Weapon H. Um, but we to find out what happened to Weapon H. Uh, continue the story in uh, Weapon X number seven or whatever. For more Totally Awesome Hulk, go, you know, follow the next issue of this or whatever. Um, so it's going to be a Weapon X problem character villain i guess it didn't really seem too villainous though was the thing like it didn't kill anybody no like it just it it didn't do anything like it just disappeared and we're gonna see it later on basically so Maybe,
0: hopefully yeah
3: yeah you know you never know i mean like they said it might build off this character i think that marvel isn't gonna just let this moment go over they realized how much money they made off its first appearance i'm sure they'll keep them around for a while
0: yeah and then realize they just made money because it was a first appearance um
1: you know speaking of marvel and money now as we know secret (laughs) empire is out for 10 issues and issue eight dropped not too long ago and got two issues left of it so what are they going to do they're going to follow it up with secret empire omega
0: oh jesus wait what yes Marvel Marvel that's not real I need to desperate I need to google that right now I don't believe that I didn't see any articles about that I didn't see anything about that either I'm um,
1: surprised open up one of your um, issues of Marvel there Rusty and look into the advertisements and you're going to see the big blue page on it um, Secret Empire Omega that comes at number one comes out in, uh, in September and what it's basically going to be is the follow up after Secret Empire in, with Captain America trying to redeem himself
3: so it's basically just the uh, aftermath aftermath, but we do not know how many
1: issues this will be, or how many ah. more tie-ins will be involved into
0: it. I'm sure it won't have any tie-ins, I hope. Look,
1: oh, I've Look, been reading it. There's going to be tie-ins.
0: <laughs> Nick Spencer wrote hilarious books. When he wrote um, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, one of the funniest and most enjoyable books I- I've read in a long time. Apparently his Astonishing Ant-Man's really good. I haven't read it personally, but uh, I, I yeah. think I think there's just some people just don't can't write events, and I, it's a huge undertaking. I can never write an event. I'd never want to. It's like, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, uh,. Can
1: um, you see, uh, Donnie, uh, Coates doing a, a, an event, maybe for like. Donnie Cates. Cates. Okay, let me that. Can you see, like, donny Cates doing an event, maybe something like,
3: uh, I don't know, Thanos or something? I can only hope, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's something well, I wanna, that's something I wanna ask him is, um, if he'd pl- ever plan on doing like a huge Marvel cosmic thing and sort of making that fun making that fun and Epic again, because it hasn't been lately. I mean, between Bendis and, you know, Sam Alexander Nova, which never really took off the ground, pun intended. Um, just there, there hasn't been that greatness that Marvel cosmic has always had. They have so many good characters and like, what's gladiator doing aside from sitting on his little throne? Nothing. Yeah. It's just lame.
3: Hopefully we'll see the, uh, you know, with, Kate's run and what they're doing with Thanos and everything hopefully we'll see the return of some like bigger cosmic characters that have kind of been like Adam Warlock was such an impactful person in the uh, Marvel cosmic universe and I mean even you see him pop up here there not really but <laughs> it's, uh, hopefully he does some of that you know like uh, like you were saying Nova it's been a long time since the Marvel cosmic universe has really Uh, taken shape and been something that is memorable you know what i mean i mean it seems to be all guardians of the galaxy nowadays Mm -hmm.
1: oh i gotta bring up some toys all right have you guys heard about the bat or not the batman the uh, nano metal figure toys they got a whole dc and marvel collection with harry potter and all these other different things but marvel and dc stuff have you heard of of those at all Holy oh. crap. These things are actually I want to collect them. They're uh one and three fourth metal figures. And would you believe it? A figure goes for ninety-seven cents.
2: That's actually really good if that's yeah. the case. Yeah, and that's
1: they're awesome. really well put together. There's a whole collection of them. You know, there's a checklist on the back. So think of it almost like Hot Wheels. You know, hmm. you got your under a dollar price with oh, a
2: checklist yeah. on the back. It right now. Oh, yeah, that's it
0: awesome.
1: And, and nano they got, metal figs. They got a Batman playset. Now the playset is sixty dollars, but I'm going to tell you, it looks well worth it. Metal that lights up. You can put all your figures on there, and they even have display cases where the stand can fold to put on your desk, or it will flip down and you can hang it on the wall. And for th- three AAA batteries, the whole thing will light up. Oh
0: my God, that's awesome! So these are in yes. Walmart, you said.
1: Walmart—that's oh, where I perfect. first saw it. But they're everywhere. Toys R Us, you name it.
0: Oh, I know what I'm buying this
2: you week. In you know, States. you know what I love about—I'm looking, I'm flipping through some pictures and things right now. The Captain America that they have is my favorite Captain America suit. It's the classic, like 1960s, oh, cl- 70s Captain America. Hell oh, uh, yeah! That, okay, now Matt, I'm going to tell oh. you
1: there are—I think—three variations to cap out there. Um, oh. If you look on the back of the covers, you know they're, they're list like one through 32 for Marvel. It's going to skip numbers, and some of those numbers that are skipped are some of the hidden ones that you have to find. They're still $0.97, cents, Wow. but you just have to search for them, and they have the, your characters in uh, variant uh, costumes. They
2: have classic bronze Batman, dude. Yes.
0: That's really
1: cool. There's, there's like four or five different Batmans, and there's a special Batman that you can only get in the Batcave.
2: Hmm. Oh, my God. How have I never heard of it? Are these new? yes they've been out only like a
1: month now wow and i just stumbled upon it it's like what is this? oh been doing shit.
2: My homework. dude check it out he's not joking it's really the bat cave yes wait
1: so what are these called again? <laughs> yeah it's awesome nano metal figures and it's real metal they're, they're 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 a heavy figure and like i said 97 cents you can't beat that price that's so
2: cool a great toy it's gonna look so great, great on my bookshelf any, so have you bought any of them yet I will tell you the truth. I'm waiting until I get paid, and then I'm going. On oh, you turnaround. haven't gotten any yet? I'm shocked Not you yet. haven't gotten any yet. Not yet. Um, they have the Avengers case. Yep. Dude, oh, these man, are that's sick. Awesome. They are. Oh they wow. So nice. Hey. They're like little tiny display figures. That's really cool. Oh wow, that's you really see cool. This,
1: and if you look at the display case, it's amazing. And actually, the packaging is pretty cool too.
2: Yeah, it's dude, a- that display case is sick.
1: I know, it's like, I want that I want to put it all together They even have a Harry Potter play set um, Yeah, I could do without is, that but. <laughs> <it feels laughs> so cool. The quality of it is amazing
0: Yeah
3: You that's know, really I was cool. going to say, this is really cool They have some cool ones I wish they had more variety in the Marvel characters, though
1: There's, a, there's, there's something like 40 different
2: Marvel characters
3: Give is it there- time, okay. Rusty I've only seen, like,
2: I'm not, Adam they have Warlock. Street
3: Fighter ones. They what? got
2: Street Fighter ones, too. Yeah, that yeah. is so cool.
3: Okay. I like the Street Fighter sweet. ones.
2: There they got so M. Bison, many. Ryu, and Ken. Rusty, right? They have Carnage right? What do you
0: Zangief? want?
3: Wait, I don't see that one. I've looked trying to find yeah, it on I Google. Saw, oh, yeah, I man, see man, Carnage now. Carnage. Oh, Carnage looks dope. Do you,
0: want? you want Adam Warlock? They have, what is that? Oh, it's Groot. That it was Silver Surfer. This is awesome. How do you get Groot and Silver Surfer mixed
2: up? They, okay. look, they look I, the same. So they're the they're made by Jada Toys. Now, I will say, um, I'm looking at one right now. It's the DC Suicide Squad, Jared Leto Joker. Ew. You're, it's lacking some detail. But once again, it's tiny <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's $0.97, like, yeah. cents, so yeah, like, yeah. you can't really bitch.
1: And um, I'm also going to throw this out there. Besides DC, Avengers, and Harry Potter, they have also Disney. But, Rusty, I thought you liked like this. I think you too, Matt. They have a whole series of wrestling. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool.
3: cool. Lame. Yes. Okay. Hey,
1: <laughs> it's not for me, but I know some people out there love the wrestling much? all are... your favorite characters out there. No, okay, that's I... awesome, man. I gotta Charlotte ask this: Blair, I... Bailey, all these other different people.
3: That's cool. I, you know what, I'm looking through all these, and I noticed, you know, they have, you know, your your normal ones and everything. Um, I don't know, like the Marvel one. Like you said, we were talking earlier. I mean, they have quite a few. Yeah. Like I just noticed that they have a uh, Spider Gwen one, but I haven't yep. seen any X Men ones.
2: It looks like they're averaging about two bucks a character. Amazon has TV? like, like uh, AM- no Amazon has like the packs of five, and they're averaging about ten bucks a pack of five. Or yeah. 14, no, you know, depending on what they are, you know, Walmart.
0: Walmart with action. their unethical standards probably is what that drops is that true. price. That yeah, true. Walmart
1: ninety seven cents right off the shelf, baby. It was
2: like.
3: All right, let's go to Walmart.com. I know I'm sitting here like, let me see what I can
2: find real fast. These are really cool. I can't believe I've never heard of these. They have black suit Spider-Man. That's Mm -hmm. cool.
0: I can't wait to put them on. Put a bunch of DC ones on my bookshelf.
3: I want to grab these for my uh, desk at work. You know, they also have a
1: whole Guardians the Galaxy collection of it too.
3: It's awesome, I man. see that I see that. you know what you're right tap I just saw the Jared Leto Joker one yeah that, yeah, that one doesn't look too great
2: lacking. I do dude, not like you can get the fucking Batcave for only 30 bucks at Walmart that's, that's crazy
3: you know what I'm gonna say this too I don't like the DC Superman one I don't like the costume he's in he doesn't have the red $50 undies
1: at Walmart for the okay. for the
2: Batcave dude I have to get that All right,
0: so didn't ha-
1: they didn't have it at Walmart when I was there I was looking at eBay prices at the time but yeah I'm telling you, I it they' they're just to- these toys are just awesome. you know it, everybody out there listening, you gotta look into it. They are incredible and the right price,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, even if you do find them for two dollars instead I mean that's still pretty cheap for a nice little metal die cast. I mean it's the price of a hot wheel, basically toys, you're collecting I these instead of hot wheels
1: first pop the other day,
2: really just now.
1: Just now, God damn! Yes, I got I got a Wonder Woman one. It took universe. you that
3: long. Yeah, yeah.
1: Next, I want to get, Wait, to the, what? Want to get the whole. JLA hey,
0: Rusty! Don't you dare That's get cool. misogynistic in here. You're gonna trigger me all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my all over. We had the
3: whole uh, last week's yeah. podcast over uh, women in comics. Yeah, so
2: sad you missed out on that tap.
0: Got all those reservations done?
2: No, I wasn't doing that. I was doing all <laughs> the flings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think my, um, I know my, gr- no, my girlfriend has like a, what's her name? The chick from Aladdin. She has one oh, of those. I think you're like, what's my <laughs> girlfriend's name? No, no, Jasmine, no, 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 no. Jasmine. Like, wow. She has a Jasmine. Jasmine. One. Um. But yeah, no. Pops are kind of cool. I, I, the first one I bought was a Darth Vader one that I was like, "Yo, Dad, we should put this on the dashboard of your car," and he's like, "Yep, yeah, we'll do that." It's it's sitting in my bookcase right now. So um <laughs> that's probably they're cool, but I mean, the Darth Vader is a bobblehead too, so that's that's always funny. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you I
1: can't see putting all the money into it like some people do.
0: Oh no, man. These people getting like out of production ones? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, dude.
1: I just want a simple red skull one, but I ain't gonna pay 800 bucks for it either.
0: It's 800? <laughs>
1: That's the last I looked at on eBay. I don't know if it's gone up or down.
0: Is he holding the actual cosmic cube? What? You <laughs> <I> would think.
1: He's <laughs> made
2: out of a uh, plutonium. I don't know. Let me let me look. It yeah, up. I think. Hold uh, up! Did you say plutonium? Plutonium. Speaking of the plutonian how about that irredemable? <laughs> Do you like that tie-in?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, crickets. What the hell are you guys talking about?
2: so you fuckers need to be reading uh, Irritable yeah, right. oh, um, I've been pitching it for like two weeks now Red broke down and read it and it was like holy fuck you're right this is absolutely amazing
0: yeah, yeah I've been trying to find the singles or the trades how did you guys read them
2: a special uh, been... website
0: oh comiXology gotcha mm. comiXology that's yeah I guess they have, I think they have digital omnibuses for it so I'll, I'll wait do, for the next actually. sale but how is um how is that book
2: it is beyond phenomenal, and Mike. Okay, so I'm I'm dead serious when I say, for Rusty, I think he'd be like, eh, "It's all right, it's like invincible. It's all right," and I think like he would like slowly get through it, and be, like I think he would enjoy it, but it's not like his cup of tea. Like I don't but think Matt, it's something that he'd sit down. Matt, and gotta,
1: I'm gonna stop you. Once Rusty gets to the end, he's gonna plaster that thing all over social media
2: maybe i don't know i I don't know i don't know how alex would react to that we'll see now mike on the other hand you sir i could see you being like holy fuck nuggets like i don't want sooner yeah i don't want to ruin anything because if it takes you by surprise that's the best well i have a
0: question on a scale of in terms of endings on a scale of one to um grant morrison's animal man how does it compare grant
2: Grant morrison's Morrison's animal Man that
0: good Yes. yes oh wow it's
2: it's it's in the same vein mm, i would say mm, now now granted grant morrison's animal man was like an entire issue or you know yeah, yeah, dedicated yeah. to that ending this is only a page so it's not mm. quite as deep as animal man yeah because like i said this is just one it's page. Just a page but it's the same magical unicorn ending right right that animal man was interesting and it's only 37 issues it's not very long yeah um and honestly okay so here's what got me into it i started reading it because i saw somebody on a facebook group that was talking about oh i forgot how good irredeemable was i keep seeing it around never read it never even knew what it was about never really had much interest in reading it after seeing this i go okay can somebody sell me on this book and they said, well, one, it's Mark Wade. That's really all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, they said it's basically a, a Superman... Gone bad. Archetype, you know, character. Like, picture, like, somebody with, like... Basically, Superman in the Boom universe is really kind of what it is. You know, go, like, he's a Boy Scout, just like Superman. Um, but he... I think, of
1: great, I think of Mark's dad in Invincible.
2: Yes. Uh, so he starts out as that, but then he breaks down... Um, and goes fucking ape shit. Like loses his mind basically and just starts murdering millions and millions, millions of yes. people. Superheroes, innocents. It doesn't he doesn't give a yeah. shit. He just murders everybody. I mean,
1: imagine Superman in the out in the, in space deciding to use his I beams to put his logo on the planet. Hmm. Killing everything and destroying every city in the process.
0: Well, now that you spoiled that for me, I'm never reading it no no no
2: i'm kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm giving you an example. no that yeah, sounds right? awesome you just
0: ruin it all
2: so it's it's absolutely incredible um and every every issue leaves you with like a big cliffhanger oh, God. like that's part of the reason why i binged it in two days is because every issue there was a major cliffhanger and i just had to keep reading to find out what the hell happened next because every issue is a major it was just it was something crazy was happening and i you would think that the the whole all 37 issues is about him going crazy and murdering people. And like this team called the paradigm, which is basically like the justice league trying to take him out. Mm. That's what all 37 issues is about. And you would think, dude, that's way too long for one arc, no, but yeah. it's not. It's so fucking good. And every there's time arcs in it. Yeah, there is. And every time, like you think you've kind of got something figured out, boom, it flips mm-hmm. on you. Yep, and it's just, it's fucking incredible, man. It's probably one of my top three favorite books. Like, or I'd say top five. It's in my top five favorite books <laughs> ever. Wow. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Because I know when you, I, I saw you talking about it, it's like, I'm at work, and I know I needed some bathroom-reading material. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. After How dare you? I got a bathroom. It was like, I closed my office door. Do not disturb. I got through 28 Put the, towel on the door. work. Put the, the tie on the door? <laughs>
0: Put a sock yeah. on. It. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Leave me alone. Do not disturb.
2: <laughs> I am master. Don't you me when I'm reading my irredeemable. <laughs> Come on, man. You're fired. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's a quick read too. I would say, like, it it reads quickly, which is another nice thing. Mm-hmm. I think you could. It there's not. I mean, there's a lot of dialogue, but there's not like a fucking. It's not like Sandman type dialogue. Like, right. It's uh, something that you can read. Quickly, it's it's not. It has a nice pace to it.
0: Got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, it's on it's my list.
2: So good, dude. You were telling me that you're not feeling the Loki Omni, so jump on. Well, board. I spent
0: money on it, man. I got to finish it now and hope that it redeems itself. Well, come
2: back after Irredeemable. Yeah, maybe just read Irredeemable huh. first. Take a break from Loki. Yeah, read Irredeemable. And Mike, you're gonna plow through it so quick because it's that good. Oh, and now there's I know a companion. Feeling. There's a companion book called Incorruptible, um, which I have not read yet. I'm not sure how many issues the companion book is, but I need to check that out. And basically what the companion book is, is it's, while all this is going on, um, Max Damage, which is like one of his like arch nemesis or whatever, it's like what's happening in his point of view um, while all this is happening at the same time. So, um, but yeah, I... It's so good. It's a book that I can't believe I. It took me five years after it ended to find, like it's
0: shame on us.
2: It is. It, it truly is, man. It is so incredibly good.
0: Well, I wanted to talk about something that I thought was incredibly good. Um. So I guess at this point, it's been like a week and a half since Dark Knight's Metal Number One came out. Mm, yes. And um, I know you and i matt haven't really been able to read just comp- matt, like yeah, michael dark, just completely rage metal. quit Hang he's up. like screw this <laughs> screw this um but yeah, it was uh it was awesome man there's so many cool things that happen in that book and it's like it's so much fun they do this whole like they do this whole power. are still talking about metal. They not. do this. <laughs> they do this whole Power Rangers like come together thing where they create this huge metal. Yeah, it's like
2: Voltron. It was weird. So cool, man. Oh my god, That's, it was, yeah, yeah, dude, so... it was go, like go, cool. Go, Batman it was Rangers, Rangers, but yeah, it was.
0: It was pretty epic. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, the one thing I will say is I love Greg Capullo's artwork, but sometimes his faces look a little off to me. Um, Aside from that, though, man, it was so much fun. Great mm. cliffhanger as well. I'm very t- excited to see well, what they well, do at with this, this.
2: Point. It's been a week and a half. Yeah, yeah I mean, say let's just say it. Is. I don't, <laughs> I don't think
0: Alex is gonna read it. So the yeah, last, he's not read it The last page is like, we get a we get a visitor that a lot of people that I talked to didn't realize has shown up in a few, quite a few comics since he was first yep. introduced. Like he was in Kevin Smith's Green Arrow. He was yep. in JLA. He was in a bunch of other books as well. But um, basically, we see Dream show up, Morpheus, Sandman, whatever you want to call him. Um, he shows up, surprises Batman. Um, hmm. So I'm very excited to see what happens with that and how that ties into this whole thing. This is like a huge, a huge DC universe spanning event. Like, I know Alex was confused. I'm wondering <laughs> if people can hear. Red, is, red is just no, cause we're on audacity. He's just in and out. He's like, oh, I hate this. You guys keep talking about metal. Um, yeah well, he can't but yeah it's got like it involves ho- uh, Carter Hall boy like it spans centuries as well it's just cool it's just really fun it's really interesting Um, and it's got like they took the whole multiversity map that grant Morrison came up with and they're like, they pulled a a little Easter egg. They pulled a stranger, stranger things with it as well. Cause I remember in stranger things, they were playing like D and D and they're like, what if you flipped it upside down? And it was the dark universe. So it's kind of the same thing in that regard, but still really cool.
3: So I got to ask you then, um, with this i know it's tying into a bunch of different things because like the next uh hal jordan and green lantern corp issue is supposed to be tied into uh batman metal somehow orion shows up in it and i know that out of the um the little i guess guys that popped up in dark knights uh, metal um there was a green lantern figure but I guess it's from another universe, or yeah, I think.
0: So you posted an image, and you were asking like, "Who's this Doomsday in armor, Batman armor kind of thing?" So like, they haven't really gotten into the dark universe yet, but I know that's coming, and um, there's going to be a bunch of one shots like Doombringer and all these weird things focusing on characters um, in the dark universe itself. So we all we're all still sort of in the dark about that, but um, okay, yeah,
3: makes sense. You haven't caught up on Hal Jordan, so you wouldn't know what I'm talking about with no, Orion no, popping up. No, no, no.
0: no I oh, I thought I'm, you were a
3: big Orion fan.
0: I love Orion, man. He's awesome.
3: Why aren't you reading it,
0: man? Dude's great. Mr. Miracle was fantastic. I really like that issue as well.
2: Okay, so here's the issue with Mr. Mir- here's the issue with Mr. Miracle. I read it because I was very excited um, be, be, because of the hype behind it. Um, right. I know very little of Mr. Miracle. Um, so I was more excited because of the hype behind it. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be an awesome book. And I read it. And I think that I I can probably say I'm not the only person out there that knows absolutely nothing about Mr. Miracle, um, aside from, like, very basic origin stuff. And uh, because of that, I had a hard time really – I mean, I thought it was okay. But, like, I think I just – I think a lot of it was over my head because I didn't – I don't know that much about the new gods. I don't know that much about Mr. Miracle as a whole. So I think therefore a lot of that story was kind of like, all right over my head. And I feel like there's probably a lot of other people that felt the same. So for those out there like myself, please give us a rundown on uh, Mr. Miracle.
0: Right. So the one thing, um, the one thing about that whole issue is I think, in Tom King fashion, it's all going to sort of unravel over the 12 issues that he's doing. Um, but basically w- Mr. Miracle is like the ultimate escape artist. I don't, there's no, there's no prison or trap. He can't escape from. Correct, um, I knew that. Yeah. And one of the points that they were making is he, he sort of tried to escape death. That was the, I guess the premise for, I think like the first half of the issue. Um, there's this whole mystery around it. You're wondering what the hell's going on. He's on, like, a talk show, and they're like, oh, you tried to escape death recently, and there's all these weird things going on with New, um, with new Genesis and Apocalypse and Orion shows up. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I think it's going to be one of those stories where once you read the 12 issues sequentially, it'll make a lot more sense. But right now, it's a whole lot of bits and pieces and, like, really just interesting storytelling, in my opinion, anyway, um, that Tom King's doing, to just to sort of delve into the character of Mr. Miracle and, you know, being raised on, um, being raised on Apocalypse and having to deal with New Genesis and Darkseid and the crazy fucked up stuff that happens between those two guys. Um, I'm really interested to see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, Mr. Miracle, he's he's not the most complex character. Um, aside from being like the Houdini, the ultimate Houdini, he's like, married to big barda who's you know he i guess it's a little fetish of his there um (laughs) but yeah i mean aside from that there's not i don't know too much about him either i haven't read most of the jack kirby stuff um at least until that goddamn omnibus drops
2: okay um, <laughs> so would you say so for those that are maybe more interested in, in learning more about the character like like well fuck it i am yeah. i don't know about anybody else but say they are um would you say that that new gods omnibus that's going to be coming out would be an awesome place for some 100 especially if you're a hardcover collector yeah 100 like, percent. that's going to be an omni that you can read without you don't need to know a lot of backstory yeah i'm assuming like yeah that's, it, that's the or right
0: that's that's jack kirby basically creating all of those characters oh, okay. yeah all right so that'll well, be like a I'll good starting point that. and then um he doesn't really show up in the orion the because walt simonson did 20 20 some odd issues on orion which is amazing he like takes down dark side and becomes the ruler of apocalypse it's so good and it's walt simonson drawing and writing the whole thing so it's gorgeous and epic and it, it's just a lot of fun but yeah i think that'll be the best place to go and start i know he there was um
2: so, so it's called fourth world is technically fourth world. the name right yeah and that's fourth that's world,
0: basically okay. jack herby making making up everything that has to do with new genesis and and apocalypse and you know dark side orion high father big barda mr miracle um forager well,
2: that doesn't come out until December. december right yeah it's wow, it's going to be well but that's <gasps> 1500 pages yeah
0: it's going to be a juicy monster that thing's going to be are you even <laughs> going
2: to be able to read it it's going to be like doom patrol oh hell yeah
0: <laughs> where there's a will it, there's a way
2: is it going to be readable
0: they'll figure it out they have to.
2: do you do you foresee this being uh <laughs> Look man if big damn sin city
0: issues. if big damn city was readable and that thing is a but tank
2: it is but it's also oversized so you have more room to work with
0: Right I guess we'll see what happens that's all I can say I hope it's readable cuz that's what I'm buying they made they had originally broken it down to four volumes um so there were four hardcovers four trade paperbacks I think the trade paperbacks you can still get but now they're just basically taking all those and combining into one. It's it's super ambitious and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, you know, we should just do this as two books and um save they, people the they They're not headache. though,
2: it's all one. Yeah, we'll see. With a hundred and fifty dollar price tag. However, if you're in the US and you pre order on Amazon, you're looking at one fourteen. If you wait until December the first week and go to in stock, you'll get it for seventy five.
0: Fuck, that's a good price. Man, <laughs> being able to travel travel to the US for work and actually order off of in stock trades has been such a blessing I've saved huh. so much money and I are can't you like planning so. it out? are you being oh, strategic yeah. about oh, it? Yeah, oh for yeah for sure I've like cancelled pre-orders on Amazon and as soon as those weeks come around where there's like 4 or 5 books I'm just gonna get that stuff shipped right to the hotel I've done it before and I'll keep doing it it's awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so good, man. It saved so I'm much glad, money i'm I'm glad you have found a way to utilize that, which is in stock trades yeah dot cool. com
0: yeah no it's a it's a good time to to be a hardcover collector, i think, especially September and October
2: yes speaking um, of which well while we're bringing it up let's just yeah. fucking throw it out there what are some big titles that come out in september you got uh planet hulk punisher by garth ennis you got punisher by garth both punishers yes um you have like punisher by garth ennis and then punisher uh back to war was it called? back thing. to war again or something like that um and that one's actually collecting a lot of like his first him appearance appear- stuff yeah so, him like, appearing in other titles 29 yeah yeah
0: there's um, um they're reprinting the new teen titan stuff Yes, Darth Vader omnibus is coming out. Swamp Thing Bronze Age omnibus is coming out. Ooh, Very pumped for that one. Yep. That's gonna be awesome. Um, Walt
2: Simonson's Thor in October is a reprint that's coming yeah. out. Justice League uh, International. Oh man, I can't wait for that thing. You got Dan Jurgens' Thor and Heroes Return yep, coming Grayson. out.
0: Grayson's coming out too. Um, um, Hellboy and well, Hell's finally clear. dropping. Oh my God, I can't wait.
2: Yep, Hellboy and Bunch Hell. Bunch of Rebirth. You're going to have no money, Nova. No, I'll
0: be fine. Um, absolute uh, <laughs> absolute I'm a baller authority. i I found <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And um, I just saw recently, for you Valiant fans, Wrath of the Eternal Warrior is getting a deluxe edition. I can't wait. Really? I'm so excited for that. Oh my God. That dude, is awesome true.
2: news. I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah.
0: There's a second Bloodshot Reborn Deluxe coming out. Yes, that one's coming out. It's a good time, man. It's a really Um, good time.
2: Well, not until next year, but you got Superman Exile Omnibus that has now been put out there. Um, You have, uh, well, May of next year, but you'll have the Absolute Preacher Volume 3 has been announced uh, for May of next year.
0: Dude, I can't believe the... I'm not paying that full price, but I can't imagine people going into a store and spending... It's two hundred ninety-five Canadian dollars for that bad boy. I think it's one hundred seventy-five US or one hundred fifty.
2: That's usually one twenty-five, one fifty. I think it's one fifty.
0: One fifty. That is
2: bananas. Yeah, it's one fifty because it's eighty-six on in stock. It's
0: beautiful though. It is such a beautiful. Even on book, in maybe. stock,
2: it's priced. I mean, eighty-six bucks is still pretty priced when you're used to paying like fifty to sixty for an Omni. You know what I mean? It's very true. So, yeah, no, but it's beefy and they're gorgeous books. They're the absolute beautiful. editions are freaking gorgeous.
0: Yeah, but, um, I mean, it's a good time. It's a good time to read. I think we, we saw that, you know, we're going to be talking to Donny Cates later. There's going to be an oversized hardcover for a tomahawk last I checked. Maybe that was a rumor.
2: Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. I know that he's going to be having the trade paperbacks come out for Ghost Fleet. And uh, Buzzkill
0: and Buzzkill, yeah. Um, it sucks that uh, I know originally Heavy Metal had said they were gonna put out his Interceptor and um, I believe one other title that I've forgotten, but you know that's that's not happening anymore. Speaking of Donny Cates, um, it's been a good week reading his
2: work. I love Donny Cates. Yeah,
3: I caught up on all kinds of stuff with him.
2: Uh, him? Today. Okay, so let me let me ask. I've read everything of his with the exception of ghost fleet and a tomahawk because i cannot find those anywhere right um ghost Fleet you can get on comiXology um but i was not in a position to be able to order them this week unfortunately yeah having bought um, all the redneck and god country yeah and baby yeah, everything teeth issues right I, yeah. I could not yeah i i fortunately I had to pick and choose what i was doing um, well god country i was caught up on thanks to image sending us stuff every week that That's was true. awesome of them um so i read those in advance but uh, same thing with Redneck. Um, but the issue with uh, I so I've read everything: Paybacks, Volume One and Two, Buzzkill, Interceptor, Baby Teeth, uh, God Country, Redneck. I've read, I've read it all, and I absolutely love this guy because his books are either well, they're all really well written, but they're funny as shit. Like Paybacks is hilarious. Paybacks is a super funny book. Yeah. Buzzkill is just a very interesting take on drugs and alcohol and yep. superheroes. <laughs> you know what was- I'm actually sad that that was only four issues. I feel like that book could have gone on so much longer.
0: Now, I don't know if you caught this, but um, when I was reading... Oh, when i was reading baby teeth there was a part where that illuminati group is sort of talking to each other you know the ones that mm-hmm. are trying to take down the antichrist and they're they're talking about other jobs that people are on and they mentioned so oh they're chasing that ghost truck and they're like oh yeah yeah that thing yeah, and i was like Ghost Fleet, Fleet reference yep. that's awesome yep. and i like the comic references in that book too they're 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 so cool she names her kid Clark after Superman and Yeah, a, oh it's your yeah.
2: grandfather. No, it's she's Superman. A, it's Superman.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's grandfather. And there's that part where she's like, Yeah, they're they're sort of the Illuminati, but they're really just a group of perverted Antichrist watchers. And she's like, You won't get that reference yet. And it was like, Oh, she's referencing Watcher. Great, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's they his books are you know, I know Rusty, you mentioned you didn't you didn't like the artwork in um in baby, in baby teeth i didn't like the artwork too much in redneck but um gary brown's i i like his style so i, I got kind of used to it reading the massive and i didn't mind it in baby teeth so much but so far i think jeff shaw and god country is my favorite Jeez, artist he's man. worked with
3: that artist is something else just in the first issue alone when you see that like a uh, rabbit or whatever in the desert and you're just like okay this is cool yeah
0: yeah, Jeff Shaw's All right, great. so
2: Rusty, what all have you read of Kate's? I'm I'm curious. Okay, what so all, I've, what all has the Infinite Alex read? Okay, so I've read issue one of Paybacks. That was a
3: long time ago, though. That was like a way long, and like I don't
2: eight issues total. It's not even that long. That's I know like one and two combined. It's like eight issues. Yeah. yeah,
3: I know. I only read. I think I read issue one and two of it. One, but I don't remember why I stopped. Um, it's good and it's funny. You need to go back and read those. Continue it. Yeah. And then I read the um, first and second issue of God Country, which was cool. That's it. it.
1: You didn't yeah, finish.
3: I,
0: how did you not finish it, though? How did you I read those two I, issues? Oh, not be- okay, I was actually oh, the last thing end that this I podcast read right now. I know. Fuck it was the last this. thing I read before <laughs> we came
3: on to do the podcast tonight. So earlier today, I read all of Baby Teeth, and um, I also read all of Rednecks. And then I had uh, what little time I had left. I read two issues of God Country
2: okay all dude. Right. god country's pimp and there's a hardcover uh, i think it was like an sdcc yeah. exclusive or something but there's a god country hardcover I, I, we too.
0: we i need to talk about that because that's that's got to be some kind of discrimination that i'm offended by um that sdc uh, and <laughs> no,
2: i'm kidding that, that's why that's why i said i'm just gonna i told like you know so we've already spoken with donnie and so first of all if for any reason my volume is really low on that interview, I strongly apologize ahead of time. Um, We realized that for some reason, my mic wasn't picking up rest. uh, You know, he's going to do his best to make me sound good. But if I don't, I apologize ahead of time. Uh, But that's why I was asking him if there's going to ever be like a Donnie Cates anthology. I'm not sure he understood what I meant when I originally asked him that, but that's why I was asking if he was going to put together some kind of, if not, I'm just going to bind them all myself. I'm just going to collect all because they're all short. They're all like four to six issues.
0: Yeah. It's a really good idea
2: yeah and it's gonna be epic do you know how fucking cool that would be yeah especially if you got somebody like our good friend ben who's been doing a lot of our dust jackets and stuff for custom binds yeah if we could somehow create um like a graphic cover or even a dust jacket which that'll be a sweet spine Um, and you can and you can make it so like (laughs) in my head i can picture it perfectly but like you have like a God Country like Valifax thing over yeah, here, yeah. On the, and then it's like connected. It like flows in a a Ghost Fleet picture, which flows into a redneck picture, which fl- well, actually, redneck wouldn't be in the anthology if it runs for fifty issues, yeah, like yeah. you said. But um, you know, payback, yeah, interceptor, buzzkill, I mean, oh, yeah, interceptor, yeah. buzzkill. Like, how cool would that be to have yeah. like this like mixed match posh of all of the dogs? Yeah, oh, awesome. That'd be awesome.
0: I've I've been thinking about that. I think I have enough content now to do that for um for Grant Morrison. Ooh. which would be cool joe the barbarian e three C guy and a few other things but yeah that'd be kind of fun yeah i, I that think that's a good sweet. idea if donnie would ever do that i think it's a good move i think people would eat that up yeah it's kind of I, the only thing it's is like it's he, weird because like dark horse has like one thing and then image has the other thing and then you know it's all over the place so i think he'd have to
2: yeah exactly that's yeah. why i said i think you might have issues with like the rights to the characters and I, I, I could understand why you wouldn't be able to do that um but it's like i said you know and he even agreed when i said you know it seems like you really blew up after god country came out like that's when people really started to notice you and uh he, he he's like yeah no absolutely so i think a lot of people don't know his earlier stuff yeah um i'm hoping people that discovered god country and redneck like were like who's this guy and like went back and found his earlier stuff but let's face it a lot of people don't do that they don't think to you know They're like, oh, it's a brand new writer. No, he's been around forever. You know, Uh, but like, uh, yeah, that's why I'm so glad Image is going to be putting out those new trades. I mean, one, I think they're kind of capitalizing on his popularity right now, which is a smart business move. Uh, Well, I think he's the the one. He's got to be the one who decides on it. Correct. Correct. Which is a very smart business move. But I think it's also going to give a lot of. People that maybe don't know his earlier works a chance to really go back and and check out his earlier stuff yeah. and it's amazing. Like he's such a fucking fantastic writer. You know, he said that you know he's a big Air- Jason Aaron fan. Like to me, he I can see that. Like it, I don't want to say like they write the same because they don't. But like, do do you understand? Like I can see where he's like. I love Jason Aaron. Like I get that reading his stuff. Like cuz his stories are very character driven. I guess maybe that's why. Um Jason Aaron's the same way. His stories are very character driven. Um Yeah. You know, it's not all about big explosions and superheroes punching heads off and stuff. It's very much you know, the 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 character Characters stories developing yeah. It. yeah. Um So I guess I could see that.
0: Um, one random thing and, and I apologize for interrupting one random thing I wanted to ask is recently we saw that Netflix acquired um the Millar world so yes I don't know about you guys I don't really care um, but I was wondering what you guys thought <laughs> I of don't that.
2: watch Netflix I haven't even seen the Defenders and I haven't Fuck seen the it. Defenders and <laughs> the
0: reason I don't really care is because like you know Mark Millar he's a fine writer you know he's got he's he's definitely got a few good reads but overall his book's haven't really gotten me that excited. Like I read Reborn recently, and it was fine, but it like it just didn't do anything for me. There was nothing. by By the end of it, I I did. There's there's some stories you read where you're like, my my life feels a little different now because of this. Like this is a story I'll never forget. And like Reborn, old man Logan. Yeah, like yeah, like when he did Old Man Logan. That's something I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll always remember Old yeah. Man Logan. But this, I was just like, dude, I could have. The, I'll, I won't remember this. Aside from Greg Capullo's artwork, he drew some amazing things, but like this story is just boring. Like there's just mm-hmm. nothing going on here that that sticks. So I was wondering if you guys had an opinion on, you know, like are, are you looking forward to a certain story he's written being put out into motion picture or?
3: Well, this is the thing. I don't think that he can still use um. Uh, what is it? Kick ass.
0: Yeah, probably I don't not. Think... I don't yeah. think he can
3: use that. And then what was the other big thing that he did? Wanted um, he
0: did. Um,
3: yeah, wanted. I think that's the... Uh, one other... He can't use kick-ass and he can't use something else, which are like it's made two wanted, things.
2: It'd be wanted. Yeah. yeah. So other than that, I really don't know... know
3: I don't really know much about anything else that he's done. Besides. I've never been the biggest you know, Miller fan, so...
0: Yeah, he's done...
3: Like he did like
0: Huck, which was apparently people really loved it. I thought it was all right. Um he did Starlight. He like he's done he's done a bunch of things, but they always came off to me as as what they are is like storyboards, like movie pitches. Pitches Um true. he did Chrononauts, MPH. Um, you know,
3: he People he, like chronauts, right? I mean Chrononauts I hear that name good, often.
0: But I think Chrononauts was very much carried by Sean Gordon Murphy, who was just like one of the greatest artists of all time. Um so I think like aside from that it was a fun, you know, time travel sort of thing. I don't know. I I'm just not that excited about it. I get I get that people are but it just doesn't doesn't do that much for me. I was just wondering what your guys thoughts were.
2: Uh, we'll see what happens yeah i'm not like oh my god this is amazing yeah like i'm definitely not feeling that way i think it'd be amazing if some Oh, it can't because it's marvel um and i know the movie logan which recently came out which we reviewed on my other podcast fork found feel free to go check that out <laughs> Shameless plug. um logan is very loosely based um very upon, in all capitals yes but that's where they got the idea, yeah. um, was from his book, Old Man Logan. I would love to see a direct adaptation, almost like Sin City and 300 style, of Old Man Logan. And I know it'll never happen because yeah. it's a Marvel book and it's not part of the Millar world, and I get that. Um, but that would probably be the only thing that he's done that would make me be like, oh fuck yeah mm-hmm. like other than that i'm sort of like yeah we'll see if it comes out i'll check it out and see if it's any good And if i enjoy it great and if not oh well
0: i think what's weirdest for me is i've i've read a lot of his stuff where um when he first started working at at dc you know he did swamp thing with phil hester for about 35 or 6 issues amazing stuff he makes swamp thing like This god Swamp Thing ends up getting the water elements as well, fire, air, and he ends up creating his own little like heaven on earth. Super cool, such high concept work. And you could tell he was writing comic books. Same thing with his his flash run that he did with Grant Morrison, where you know they introduced like this black flash that's sort of death chasing after them. And it was fun. It was like it felt like a comic book. Um, but and see, then that's he d-
2: because he's writing other people's characters in right. art comic books. Right, it's not his own. And
0: then he did the Ultimates, which is like is it still one of the best Avengers storylines.
2: Yes, I loved the Ultimates. That was really good. I actually forgot he wrote that. Yeah,
0: it was amazing. Like Hank yes. Pym beating beating up his wife or whatever. It was like, Jane wow, yeah. what is going on yeah, here? He, this is amazing. I remember
2: like, I remember emotions like bubbling up and boiling yeah. in me when I read that and like I was so pissed off I just yeah. like wanted to reach the book and smack the shit out of him like yeah. I was so upset at that it was yeah. He was yeah when you can draw emotions out of somebody that's yeah i hit the jackpot yeah he was,
0: and I mean I, I guess that set the standard for me because now I just I, I don't get anything out of his his stories anymore and I don't know if that's because uh, uh, whatever it doesn't matter what the reason is but that's that's why I'm not excited anymore is because I've read such amazing things by him that um, recently like I figured creator own would be the way to go for him but it's hit or miss
2: yeah I think it's a lot of flack from other creators <laughs> I've seen like other people say like not direct but there's little jabs here and there that I've heard yeah. people say like when I write books I write comics not movie right. pitches and you know right which whatever everybody's got their own thing man yeah. you, you can't hate on someone for doing their own thing so yeah. but if it's um
0: if it doesn't make me excited then I mean that's that's all I can do is just say it doesn't yeah. do that for me yeah. but I think um I think a certain someone's waiting for us to call him he's uh he's got he's short on time today so Hopefully, we'll be able to squeeze out enough Thanos information out of him. Yes.
2: everybody this week on the podcast we have one of my personal favorite writers none other than Donnie cates sir welcome to the show
4: hey 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 thanks for having me
1: <laughs> oh it's our pleasure i got to say that's not only one of your favorites too <laughs> oh my gosh man you write some <laughs> great
4: stuff oh thank you
2: yes your your work is absolutely phenomenal um you know the you going all the way back to like paybacks and buzzkill and everything else they're all phenomenal books but for you things seem to have really just skyrocketed for you with god country and then kind of following up with with redneck um would you say that that's pretty accurate uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's real
4: weird <laughs>
1: That's got to be cool, you know. After all that time, just all of a sudden, these two books—boom! You're
4: everybody knows who you are. Yeah, well, no one's more surprised than me. I promise. <laughs>
0: with with good reason, though. I mean, for for those listening that haven't read God Country or Redneck or Now Baby <laughs> Teeth, I mean, what are you doing? What? <laughs> why? Why are you not reading these books, man? Um, they're they're so much fun. I think is is the main point that I've noticed reading your books. They're also different, you know. They're not they're not super slow or anything and they're all fun all the time. Um, so, I mean, sort of taking it back to your roots, how did you get into comic books and what was, uh, what were the first steps for you?
4: Um, well, actually I, I was, you know, um, I was the comic book kid growing up. Uh, my, uh, my dad actually taught me how to read using comics, uh, when I was a little kid. Um, and I've really never stopped reading. Um, I, I think actually, Sadly enough, right now is probably the least amount of comics I've read because I'm writing a great number of them. Uh, so I don't really have as much time as I'd like. Um, but yeah, I, I, my path to kind of working in the industry came in around 2007 or so when I was um, hired to run a few comic book stores here in Austin where I live. Um, and I, I, I loved being a retailer and I ran three different stores here Um, And uh, I probably could have done that for the rest of my life. I I thought I was going to. um, And then I ran those stores into the ground because I was terrible at it. Um, And then right around that same time, I just kind of got it in my head that I I really wanted to stay in the industry. I really wanted to just uh, give it a go. And so uh, I thought I could be a penciler because um, I, I still draw and sculpt and things. Um, so I went back to college. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design. And um, uh, it was there that I realized that I was not going to be a penciler because I was in classes with uh, Trad Moore and Jeff Shaw who draws God Country and Thanos now. Um, so like seeing those guys uh who even back then were just like you know phenoms i was like yeah i'm going to quit that that dream for sure uh cuz i'll just i'll never be as good as those guys you know uh so yeah i just i uh, on that same time i had a writing teacher um who really encouraged me and kind of took me aside and said that i had kind of a knack for it um and so i followed that path and that uh, somehow led to me having an. Uh, I, I got an internship at Marvel and I was an editorial intern and I was working uh, in the Incredible Hulk and, uh, and the Ultimate Office, so it was like Ultimate Spider-Man and Incredible Hulk and Hercules I think at the time um, and that was really my like, writing boot camp because uh, I was writing every single day. I wrote like, every single recap that you've ever read in comics from about like, anywhere from like 2010 to 2012, just to guess how scheduling things go, I wrote all of those. Um, and also getting to read like big writers' scripts and see how everyone um, uh, writes things their own way. And getting to read Bendis's uh, Spider Man scripts every day uh, really uh, did a lot for my education, right? Um, and then right after that, um, Let's see. I started, by time my, my internship was over, I started making my own little ash cans and going to cons and trying to paddle them and trying to sell them to whoever, um, and it worked, weirdly enough. I got um, one of my ash cans in the hands of um, someone at Dark Horse who gave it to the president of that, uh, gave it to Mike, who's the president of Dark Horse, and uh, Mike called me and published my first work, and that was in Dark Horse Presents. And then right after that, uh, Buzzkill. Shortly after that, Fleet, and then Paybacks, and then so on and so forth. That's about as concise as I can do that one.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, kudos to your uh, writing teacher to get <laughs> you
2: to
4: uh,
1: go this route.
2: <laughs> so kind of going back, like a lot of your stuff, like you seem to be kind of a big fan of, of horror um, as kind of a, somewhat of a common theme fantasy slash horror in a lot of your books, whether it be vampires specifically, um, or even with baby teeth, the, you know, the antichrist and, and things like that. So were you a big horror fan growing up as a kid too? Does that, is that where that stems from? Not really.
4: I mean, really? not, not any more so than any other kid, you know, like I liked, I liked Freddie and Jason and, you know, Stephen King, books. I still like Stephen King books. Um, sorry, my back door squeaky. Um, and, um,
3: yeah, because here's
4: the thing about redneck and baby teeth um, in those books. I don't really genuinely consider them horror books. Um, I never – I don't think in any of our meetings or um, the pitch or anything um, did the word horror ever even come up. Um, and I honestly never would have thought of – and, and, like, yeah, looking back on it, it's got the Antichrist and, you know, vampires and stuff, right? So I get it but um it was really only when the um reviews started coming in they started calling things a horror book that i was like oh huh i guess so huh i always just kind of thought of them as um in terms of the characters i don't know not even that i i I, both of those books i was just so kind of um i was kind of focused on the characters themselves and what they were going to go through and um, what their path was and everything that it never genuinely dawned on me that the things that I was um, writing and kind of the past that I was taking them on could be considered uh, horror, you know. Um, since then, though, I've, I've definitely become more aware of the idea that people consider me a horror writer. Um, but it's funny. I was talking to um, Cullen Bunn, right, uh, out at San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, we had never met. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're two authors that are some, that are both kind of considered, um, writers of horror. Right. Um, and I, I, and he's a really, really great guy. And I got to talk to him, uh, that night at a bar. And I said, um, I said, Hey man, can I ask you a question? Do you consider your books, horror books? And he was like, Oh no, 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 no. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And so I think that, I think that so many of us kind of just back up into that genre without realizing it, because um, it's just something that we find compelling, or we find a, a, a thread of a story that maybe we think is scary ourselves, you know, and we just kind of start going down that path. Um, so, not not really. Uh, I think that that I think that does surprise a lot of people to learn that I'm really I read a lot more like superhero books than I do horror books.
2: Yeah, I guess your books, I, like you said, they're not really horror. It's just kind of a lot of them tend to have more of a, like a supernatural uh, feel to it. It takes
3: elements from yeah, it almost. Yeah, because, you yeah. know,
2: you got sure. Ghost Fleet and Interceptor and uh, Redneck and even God Country at the fantasy side. Like, everything just like, kind of has more of like a supernatural feel to it, I guess you could say, which is why I was mm-hmm. asking. Yeah. Um, but no, I guess that makes sense. Because, I mean, you're right. They're not technically horror. It's not like it's a scary book or anything. It's, like you said, more story-driven. Yeah, I wouldn't
4: think any of them are are really scary. No, I tend to put... I tend to make my main characters scared of things more than I try and scare a reader, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. No, I can see that. Now, so um, no, um, no, Go, go ahead, ahead, Mike.
0: It's all you. Mike. No, Mike, you got it. You got it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say, you... You're a big, you know. There's guys like Mark Millar and now you that write these, you know, a series of of mini series, basically. Um, so I was just wondering, now with your upcoming Marvel stuff, is that something that's going to change? Are you doing? Are you planning a bigger picture with it all? I mean, is it going to be more than six issues for each? Are you at liberty to talk about it, or?
4: Oh, uh, you mean in regards to my Marvel work or yeah. my my. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the nature of the big two is that they're all ongoing, um, you know, uh, until they're not, right? Um, i'm I'm on both Thanos and Doctor Strange for the foreseeable future. Though. We have a big uh, big, long plan for both. And in regard, since you asked to my creator own work, um, <laughs> you know, God Country is just wrapped up. Um, but uh, both Redneck and Baby teeth are both. Uh, as of right now, planned out for fifty issues. Yes. Uh, oh, I okay. say... oh. Oh,
2: that's exciting. <laughs> um, oh, right.
4: I should say that, there, that I, I should say I have a plan for those fifty, right. 50 issues. <laughs> um, I just turned in the seventeenth issue of Redneck, um, and we're um, we're we're pretty far ahead on Baby Teeth as well. So those books are not going anywhere.
2: That is um, amazing.
4: I, yeah, I, I I wouldn't have ever signed any sort of an agreement um, that would have hindered my ability to work on those books. I just, I love them so much. Um, and similarly, Thanos and Strange are both just, uh, I don't know, I'm having a, just a phenomenal time on everything that I'm doing. I just wrapped up on an issue of Thanos today that is uh, brutal and amazing. I I love it. I mean, I I should say, let me put a caveat on that. I think it's cool.
0: <laughs> well give us an example. What was tell. so cool in it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say that it's the best thing ever written. All I'm saying is that I would I would look forward to reading the issue I just wrote. <laughs>
1: well,
3: since you wrote it, I'm sure it's gonna be pretty good. So well, thank you. Um, so, still talking with uh, Thanos and uh, Doctor Strange and everything. Um, what kind of things did you do to prepare yourself for writing these characters? Uh, did you go back and do a bunch of research? Did you just come up and you're I'm going to wing this? Uh, how? What was your plan and your process for uh, putting this through?
4: Man, I tell you what. Um, you know, even though Thanos was announced uh, second, um, I've been I've been on Thanos for longer actually. And Thanos is one of my favorite characters in in Marvel or in comics in general. I've always hey, loved that you, character. And it, oh So cool, right? And so yes. when I got the when I got the call from Marvel, um, it was actually uh, Jordan White uh, who is my is my editor on that book. Uh, but I was also his intern, um, which is crazy, right? Um, and Jordan's just a fantastic guy, and we've. Uh, remained in touch since I've been an intern and, you know, he's just been a really um, supportive guy. And so when Jordan called me and um, they gave it to me, I didn't have to pitch on it or anything. They, they said, Hey, we want you to come in and uh, take over Thanos. And I about flipped out, man. i about had a seizure. Um, and I mean, the worst part about the whole thing is that I couldn't tell everyone on the planet, like right away. Um, but to answer your question for Thanos, what's crazy is that I had kind of already had this like back pocket idea of what I wanted to do um, with kind of the Marvel cosmic worlds in general. Um, And so when that call came, um, you know, Jordan offered me the gig. And then he said, you know, I was actually at a con at the time. So he said, when you get back in town, let's hop on the phone and let's maybe, um, you know, chat about maybe what you want to do. And by the time we got on the phone, I think like three days later, um, I had the whole thing already ready to tell him about and kind of walking through it, everything. And he was way into it. Um, and so that one wasn't very tough for me at all because I had already read like every Thanos book, like, you know, every tie in, every appearance and everything. So I was ready to go on that one. Um, now, strange is a little bit different. Now I had read all of the strange stuff. I'm a Marvel nerd. Um, <laughs> I always have been. Um, and so of course I had been reading, Strange uh, as far back, um, and uh, i been reading Jason Aaron's run um, and all that, uh, but that process was a little bit different because when Axel Alonso called me and offered me Strange, my immediate gut reaction was to say no uh, because I was going to be following Jason Aaron, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and and I could only mess that up, right? I could only I could only dive bomb that you know that opportunity and because you know i don't know you guys maybe don't know it's about me but i'm like jason aaron's biggest fan uh he's he's in in this man's opinion the best writer in comics um on a run on a character that i love so much and that is so popular and so well known as dr strange was absolutely uh paralyzing um and it was only when Axel told me who the creative team was going to be it was going to be with walter and and mike on covers and Jordy belair on on colors that i was like well look there's only so much i can mess that up <laughs> you know like it's even if even if my story is bad it'll look gorgeous so let's give it a go you know um but that one was very much um you know i really had to get over my uh my fears of tackling that one honestly i really had to kind of get it in my head after a few days um of you know this is uh, uh you know this is my story now and i've got a take control of it and i've got to i've got to make it mine it's it's you know as as good as jason's run is um and it is really good um that's not what this is going to be it's going to be my book it's going to be it's going to have my voice to it um and that was that was tough you know uh but uh but yeah i mean you know that that fear really kind of slipped away because you know I'm used to being the God of my own stories, you know, like in God country or redneck or anything else, if I make a choice, well then that's the way it's going to be because I'm God, (laughs) you know, this is my world and I can do whatever the hell I want. That's very different. And so, you know, you tend to get, I mean, I I shouldn't speak for others. I, I, I ended up getting in my head about things about how, you know oh my god like stan lee created these characters jim starlin created these characters blah blah, blah blah you know but really you know the people at marvel are so good about that kind of thing and, and so good about making you feel like you're you know part of the team and you're part of that you know kind of ongoing story of these characters and um so yeah I, you know after after my initial jitters about everything uh things have been going really really well and i'm i feel very comfortable in the cockpit on both books have oh, cool. we seen some uh,
1: crossovers between the two books at all, maybe?
3: Can't say No I have to say this, though, because I've always been this big Marvel Cosmic fan, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, the thing is, like you said, you mentioned Thanos. Thanos is one of my favorite characters also, and it's cool you brought up Jim Starlin, too, because I love the Cosmic era of Ron Mars, Ron Lim, uh, Jim oh, Starlin, yeah. George Perez, all of them. That's great stuff, and that you have this, like, idea for something, like, new in the Marvel Cosmic universe, because, I mean, honestly, to me lately, it's been kind of slow, backburner-ish. I mean, to bring it to the forefront, or just to have some new kind of of hope and what's going to happen in the marvel cosmic front is exciting to hear well
4: thank you i i'm so excited about it and i i gotta tell you when i when i pitched on this book i um i really went crazy i i i wrote this pitch out um it is 14 pages long you guys that's too long that's too many pages wow. um but i was just like i was bound and determined to put in every single thing that i had ever wanted to do and all the toys I wanted to get my hands on and when I first wrote that pitch you know I was a little bit um skeptical of how much of my pitch was going to survive to the finished product because it was so out there it was so extreme it was so uh, game-changing in a lot of ways um as far as the continuity of some of these characters that I was really just entertaining myself I was writing this. I was writing this pitch document, and I would just put these scenes in there that i had always want to see, or I'd always kind of thought about. And I, I, I honestly thought I was like, well, you know, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna entertain myself on this pitch because uh, it might be my only chance to to show these editors, like, you know, uh, you know, how big I can think, and like, you know, the kinds of stories that I'm here to do. But. Obviously, a lot of this stuff is going to get cut down, not because they don't like it, but because, you know, other there's other plans in place or this writer or this creative team has plans for this thing. And to my utter astonishment, everything that I asked for, I got oh, and, cool. <laughs> like, everything. And it's one of those moments where um, I. I I got off the phone with Jordan where he had, you know, approved it and he had sent everything up the food chain and everybody else had approved it and were really excited about it and I got off the phone and I was so ex- I was so excited. I was so happy. But then after about 2 seconds I was like, "Oh no. I have to go write that stuff." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Like, like that is a lot of stuff I pitched and promised them that I was going to be able to pull off. Holy crap. Um, so it's just been a, a fun challenge of, um, you know, live, living up to kind of my own height, kind of kind of uh, rising up to the challenge that I set for myself in this book. Cause man, this Thanos run really goes hard. You guys, uh, I, I did an interview a few weeks ago where I described Um, And I think that some people have maybe taken this as me being uh, uh, joking around, but it's absolutely not. It's 100% real. um, In that first week of writing Thanos, I really got kind of um, obsessed and like possessed by that guy and ended up having nightmares uh, in which like Thanos was running around in my nightmares, murdering fools. And uh, that's not a cool dude to have in your head. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> not, not a nice guy. And um, it's one of the scariest things about writing Thanos is just how, um, how scary it is that I've been able to wrap my head around him as fast as I have and be able to understand him as a as – a, uh, I'm using air quotes around the, the term human being here. But um, what does that say about me? that I'm, like, totally <laughs> into and, like, cool hanging out with the galaxy's greatest murderer, you know? Awesome.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> awesome.
4: Well, I got my fingers crossed.
0: Awesome, that
3: yeah. I was going to say, I have my fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll see some Adam Warlock in the near future or something, too. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be the no next comment. Marvel event.
2: No comment.
0: Oh, no comment. All right. Yeah, it, it, I was going to say, extrapolating on that point, it seems like you... Is this just going to be titled Thanos, but really just shape the entire Marvel Cosmic Universe? Or it seems like that would be really awesome to see the same way sort of Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning had done that. What Was it like a decade ago? They sort of just said, here, we're going to do the whole cosmic universe. Would that be like the ultimate dream for you?
4: Well, you know, um, yeah, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure like. Gary Duggan would have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I I could play in the Marvel Galaxies forever. I, I really love um, how far out you can take those ideas and, and how high and how big the stakes can be when you're out there. You know, it's so funny. When you go back and you read some of that um, uh, Lanning and Abnett stuff, right, um, like those stories were going on at the same time as World War Hulk. And I remember reading both of those stories and, and, and reading, you know, like, Annihilus and his hordes and Thanos and, and Black Bolt and the War of the Kings and all yeah. these crazy, like, you know, like, uh, like, like galaxy, like, annihilating stories, right? Yeah. And then you turn back and you're like, well, World War Hulk, well, they're just fighting in a few blocks not even a yeah. world war <laughs> fighting right there in the middle of the city this, yeah you know and and and, and world war Hulk was amazing don't get me wrong at all but like it's just a, an example of how far you can take things when you're kind of unbound by the uh, the um, earthbound marvel heroes you know right. um and so i just i love all that stuff so much uh it's some of my favorite comics growing up um and i've really tried to um, him, my Thanos run is close to, um, thematically and uh, in and in scope, um, to some of those old Jim Starlin stories,
3: which I think are right. just
4: the best, obviously.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with that.
0: <laughs> um, I wanted to really quickly ask. Now, you and Elliot Ray Hall had done a few. It was like a few pages at the end of some uh, Valiant series. Uh, I was wondering, as a huge Valiant fan, do you ever plan on returning? Because, um, yeah, uh, I, I, you, you seem to like miniseries, and it seems like they like they like miniseries as well. So I was wondering if that's um, that's something you've ever considered, or if that's on your mind at all.
4: Um, you know, not right now. You know, I'm a, I'm I'm exclusive with Marvel, um, so it's 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 kind of off of the board for right now, um, at least for the for the you know foreseeable right. few years. Um, that's not to say that I wouldn't rule anything out. Um, I love all those guys. Uh, the guys who run that company over there are all, are, are are all really good friends. Um, and I enjoyed the, I think I wrote like maybe 10 pages total, Yeah, you know, over there, I think I did one story in Archer and Armstrong number 25 and then Another one in a different book. I don't, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember what it was. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely have fun with they're doing those things. Um, but really the, the future for me is going to be um, for as far out as I can plan, um, which is the next few years or so. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, the books that you see in front of you right now, um, which is, you know, Redneck and Baby Teeth, um and uh and and
0: uh marvel reactor
4: stuff. which is coming out from vault um mm-hmm. which is a sequel to interceptor uh which comes out in october yes. and then uh my my marvel stuff yeah um and then awesome. there's uh there's a, there's a there's a few few more announcements coming early next year or so, um <laughs> you don't plan on sleeping much do you <laughs> Man, hell, no, dude! Like, I, <laughs> I I get that I get that comment all the time of like, where do you find time to do this stuff? It's just like you know, where do you find the time to play with your dog that you love? I mean, it's just it's not work, you know i I wake up every day and play with my favorite characters and in worlds that I've created and stuff. so I mean, from a guy who used to work at Best Buy and on a bunch of you know. Uh, I used to be a line cook for God's sake and construction and all that shit. Like, dude, I wake up in my sweatpants and I write for an hour, and then I play drums for an hour, and then I write some more, and then I cook dinner, and then I write some more, and then I read some comics and go to bed. Like there's absolutely nothing to complain about.
0: Chat with Thanos a little in your head on the side. <laughs> yeah,
4: well I try to I try and shut him out when I when I clock off for of the day. That guy.
0: He's Dr- drinking coffee across the table from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
4: really quick. That's, that's funny that you said that. And now I got to, I got to run here in just a second, but let me tell you something really creepy about Thanos. All right. Okay. So every book, every book that I do, um, every single issue that I write, um, the title of the issue on the first page of the documents that I'm writing is always a hyperlink to a song that I was jamming to while I wrote that issue. And I always put it on the first page and I always make it a link so that the editorial staff and the artists and um, everyone involved in the book, if they so choose, they can maybe kind of share the headspace
0: mm. that
4: I was in when I wrote this thing. It kind of maybe set the tone a little bit. I have no good. earthly clue if anyone has ever clicked on those links ever, but I enjoy doing it because it, it, it's, it's just a little process that I go through, right? I was presented with a problem with Thanos, though, um, because... I could not in my head marry the two ideas of Thanos and music. The idea of music as an art form seems so antithetical to the character of Thanos. Right. So I couldn't, anytime I would find some sort of like a dark sweeping, you know, um, kind of a uh, industrial or something thing, I would always be reminded that artists made this and that Thanos would not truck with that kind of bullshit right <laughs> um so what i found was and this is what led to nightmares have you guys ever heard recordings of what space sounds like no
2: i don't believe so
4: yeah okay so scientists have recorded the sounds of space And even though it's a vacuum, look, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how they did it. But they have sound recording of what space sounds like. And you guys, it is a fucking nightmare factory. (laughs) It is crazy. It is like, it sounds like big moaning Leviathan whales and like creaking doors that are like magnified by a thousand and like things that sound like screams from like animals and stuff. But all it is, is just whatever the sound of an infinite blackness is, right? So that is what I have on every time I write an issue of Thanos. It's the only thing that I will allow myself to have in my ears when I write that, that guy. Oh, so, I love it, man. Um, so one of the things that happened that's been really fun is every issue of Thanos that I turn in, I sincerely think Marvel's going to come back and be like, hey, this is too brutal what you're doing is insane. You can't do these things. And so far they have not done that. So every single issue, I just keep pushing. (laughs) I just keep on upping the stakes and trying to make it as hardcore as I can. And I haven't found the line yet. Um, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will very soon because this issue I just wrote today is (laughs) is, is, is sickening. Um, But but yeah, so that's the kind of that's the kind of um, tone, at least. While I can't tell you guys plot details or anything, go and listen to the sounds of space and it'll give you a good idea of how metal this Thanos run is going to be.
0: That's awesome. Hey, man, some guys do black magic and sleep deprivation and psychedelic drugs. The sounds of space is, that's uh, is interesting. <laughs> All right, very cool. All right, channeling, channeling your inner Grant Morrison. That's, awesome.
2: that's my That's my... Other their process <laughs> oh man awesome well thank you very much for joining us tonight we know you got to go um thank mrs cates for letting us borrow you for this half hour we greatly <laughs> appreciate it and uh absolutely yeah and for also real quick just for those people that don't know or maybe haven't read some of your earlier work um it's just recently been announced that was it ghost fleet and paybacks ghost are fleet. going to be getting new trade paperbacks through image is that right uh, go
4: Sweet and Buzzkill. Buzzkill, that's what it was. Okay,
2: yes. Yep. So for those maybe not familiar with your earlier works, go check out those new trade paperbacks as they're coming out. Um, I'm going to be getting them and binding them into my own personal hardcover. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I think you should come up with like a Donny Cates like, anthology hardcover, but I know due to rights, <laughs> that might be hard. So I'm just going to get all the trades, and I'm just going to bind my own.
4: You want me to put out more
2: comic books, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the stuff you already have. What Just more can I do for you? <laughs> Just the ones you already have out. Just put them in the hardcover.
4: I'll see what I can do, guys. But I'll get awesome. on top of it.
2: Well, thank awesome. you very much. We greatly thank appreciate it. Thank you your
4: so time. much. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, good take night. It easy.